We hope you enjoy listening to this podcast of St. Louis on the Air, brought to you by University College at Washington University. With undergraduate and graduate programs, part-time, evening, and online. University College at Washington University, offering world-class education within reach. Welcome to St. Louis on the Air. I'm Don Marsh. St. Louis is getting ready for the St. Louis Fringe Festival. It's the second year for the 10-day event that puts a number of eclectic productions at several venues in and around Grand Center. It all starts on the 15th. And with me to talk about this year's festival and its events are Matthew Kearns, executive director of the St. Louis Fringe Festival. Madeline Boyne is an actress in the show Perennial Growth. Omega Jones is an actor in The Gringo, which is a Fringe Festival headliner. Thank you all so much for being with us. Great to have you. Thanks. Thank you. Thank you. Matthew, let me begin with you. This this fringe thing is really becoming sort of a movement, isn't it? How, how come and why? Seven years we've been around. Uh, seven years. Seven years. And we have been now unleashing voices of independent artists that range into the hundreds. Mm-hmm. So the movement, I think, is so important because we're celebrating freedom of expression and uh, freedom of speech and giving a stage over to people who are making independent art across the land. Across the land. That uh, was the point I was getting at that is happening all over the place. It is. They happen all over the place. St. Lou Fringe is part of the North American Fringe Network. So we see our local artists come to our Fringe Festival, and we see artists from other fringes around the country come to us as well. Mm-hmm. Madeline, how important is this concept to actors and actresses? Um, well, I, th- I think Fringe Fest is really a huge opportunity for people who are in smaller companies or maybe don't have companies at all to get their art out. I know um, for us at Whale of the People, we just created a company and applied to Fringe and hoped they would accept us. And now we get to create art when we wouldn't have had an opportunity otherwise. We want to talk more specifically about what you're you're doing uh, at the festival this year. It sounds very, very interesting. Yes. Omega, how about you? Um, I uh, 100% agree. I think it's a way for people to have an opportunity that they might not normally have because with other companies in the um, St. Louis area, or not just St. Louis, but in general, you might not get a chance to do your own art or express yourself in ways that's not as conventional as a normal musical theater show or straight play is. You can kind of do whatever you want, and it's still art. It's just not, mm-hmm. you know, what people would see like main, as mainstream. So Friends is a place for people to do that, and that's why it's very important. Matthew, give me some sense of the uh, variety that's going to be uh, involved this year. I mean, the variety is through the roof. So our late-night headline act this year is celebrating our drag queen community because it's mm-hmm. the golden age of drag. And uh, Desire's Decline has created a show called As We Stumble Along. It's an improvised Broadway musical review. Uh, we also have a show about Jackson Pollock called mm-hmm. – it's by Matthew Markham from The Unconventional Empire. And it's called Pollock, A Frequency Parable. So it's a soundscape on top of video work mm. of Jackson Pollock. And we also have a new play by Clayton Smith called The Depths. So it really does run the gamut. And for uh, people of all ages. People for, of all ages. We also have a family day and we have some great fam- family shows. What, what kinds of things do you have for the youngsters in particular? Uh, Debut Theater Company is bringing a show specifically for the kids. Um, and we have a Fringe Family Day where Compass Improv is coming in, and they're going to teach kids improv class. And then they're all going to do a, a performance with the kids uh, of their improv work. Madeline, let's get back to what you're going to be doing in perennial growth. I mean, this is, this is something very different. 
no dialogue to begin with, which is quite unusual. Yeah, so this show was composed uh, by my brother, actually, uh, Augie Boyne. He mm-hmm. has uh, a BA in music performance, and he's had this idea knocking around in his head. And um, knocking around in his head. Eh? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So it took it took a push for me to say, "Well, I can do all the theater stuff, you know, just apply to Fringe." Yeah. And um, so it's a show about a plant that was created by scientists to solve the climate change crisis and the plant overtakes people and eventually other plants and animals and becomes sentient so it's kind of a wild concept and um, it's completely music driven Uh, Augie has written the score and we're going to have a live band playing it every night and um, all of the choreography is devised in our rehearsal room by our amazing ensemble of actors Uh Where did this come from? How did your brother uh, come up with this kind of concept format? Um, he Well, he he's a musician, primarily. Um, he doesn't do theater, which is why he wasn't thinking of applying to Fringe. Um, so this is just one of the ideas that he's like, I would really like to do this, to tell this story. And I don't know how to tell stories other than to write music. And I said... Well, I can do theater stuff. <laughs> I'll do that part. Um, and, you know, he's just an interesting, creative, and kind of off-the-wall fellow. And so this is the first of what we're hoping are many Whale of the People performances. And this is one of the values of the festival is the fact that you can experiment like this. And it's a place where you can try things like this. Yes. Um, we, Like I said, we are a new company. And there is no way we would have the funds yeah. to rent a theater and pay a crew and um, all of the things required to create a production otherwise. So we're really grateful for uh, to Fringe for the team they've put together to facilitate this for us. Let's talk a little bit about the gringo. What makes this different? Um, I don't think it's necessarily different. I will say we're probably one of the few um, like straightforward pieces that are in Fringe. But it's just a powerful piece in the sense that it talks about things that most productions and most shows don't want to talk about because they're too real, they're too scared to talk about it. Um, talks about racial justification and, and police brutality and things of that nature. Um, the show's about, um, well, it encompasses many things, but it focuses on a white guy who comes into the area of Overtown in Miami um, and he meets a, a, a successful artist who loves her art and who who does what she can to just survive. Um, her lover, who has had a tragedy strike him. I won't say what that is because you'll have to see the show. No spoilers. Uh, <laughs> no spoilers. Um, a drug dealer and his little lackey. They're kind of like the uh, the Timon and Pumbaa of the show. They kind of have the comedy, um, the comic relief, but they're very, very, very real in the things that happen with them. And it's all through their eyes and his white gringo eyes, which is where the gringo comes from. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's just, <clears throat> it's 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 something that I haven't had the chance to be able to do mm-hmm. before. Um, because again, just most shows don't talk about these things and they don't talk about them in the depth that they deserve. Matthew, when you're deciding what to do uh, in a given year, uh, do you look for things like this, things that have a social component, uh, social justice, racism, the kind of things that we talk about a lot on, on this program and in this community? We do. So we're my, me and my team are always searching for what is happening in the news, what's happening in our world, and how we can find art makers that are making work that's relevant. And the festival is tiered, so we have three headline acts. 
we have invited artists who we know they're making a specific piece of work, and everybody else comes out of a fishbowl. So we have no idea what they're bringing when we pull it out. Um, how does, does the process work of making these uh, decisions as to whom you'll, you'll use? So we have a team uh, across the country that looks for national acts, and we read lots of scripts, and we talk to producers, and we finally find the one that we feel is the right fit for St. Louis for the time mm -hmm. and for the work that's coming to help them on their journey. And then we start putting together from there. So a local headline act is always easy for me because our talented artist community is always showing such amazing work. And when I see somebody like Colin Healy of Fly North Music who wrote The Gringo, I know that that person needs a stage because his voice is unlike anything else I've seen. Are most of the, uh, the people who perform here uh, local? Uh, most of the people who perform here are local, mm -hmm. and most of the authors are local, too, of the work. So the, the producers are also local, um, giving opportunity and giving voice to people who, like Madeline said, might not have it anywhere else. Mm -hmm. Madeline, you mentioned that uh, you're hopeful that this uh, the production of yours uh, will go on. Uh, where would it likely go? I mean, where do you go from a, from a, a place like, uh, like St. Louis and, and the, the uh, Fringe Festival? Well, um for us, both my brother, myself, and, and our movement director, Landon Vorek, are all St. Louis-based. So we are planning, actually, to stay in St. Louis and just take this show to different venues, assuming, mm -hmm. of course, people come to perennial growth at Fringe. Um, so we, we want to take this art into St. Louis because I think it's different than a lot of things you're seeing in the theater community, and it branches um, the theater and music communities that oftentimes are very separate. Um, so we have this show, we have two other shows that are not yet in the works, but um, on our list of things to do in the future. You think St. Louis is a good place to experiment? Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. There are a lot of really engaging artists who are really willing to take risks mm -hmm. in this city. Yeah. Omega, what about uh, the gringo? Is this something that has legs, can, uh, can go well beyond the, uh, the, the Grand Center venue? Honestly, without a doubt, um, I do believe this has the potential to go far. Um, Kyle has been working on this thing for years. Luckily, I stepped in in January 2007, 17, wow, uh, <laughs> 17 in my role. And just from the year that that has been, it has grown so much. And I think with this production, we're going to be able to take it even farther, um, perhaps. I mean, everybody says, I want to go to Broadway. But, you know, I think it really can go, like, way past what St. Louis is. It, it, it's, it's, it's just, it, it needs to go that far, you know? How do you do that? I mean, how do you, how, how do you set it up so that you can go someplace else and perform this? Well, hopefully you have a good product. Because <laughs> at well, the end sure. of the day, you have to have sure. something that people want to see. But, you know, you make sure that people know about it. That's yeah. why I think Fringe is so important because it's a way for people to find out about things that normally would never be seen. Mm -hmm. So once people come see Fringe, which, you know, they will because that's what we want. Um, <laughs> that's what we're here for. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> once people come see the Fringe show, they go, oh, I want to be a part of this. Oh, oh I want to I, I want to see this mm -hmm. go somewhere. And just from there, it's just steps upon steps upon steps. So You get on the phone and call different cities and different uh, venues ac across the country? I wish I could tell you how much Colin has done for the show. Like, uh -huh. I, I physically could not be that one to say that. Colin has done so much outreach. He's 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 done the research. He actually went down to Miami to make sure he knew what he was talking about. I think he lived there for a while, actually. Um, and he, you have to do the necessary steps to to get your vision 
to the to the masses. So, and I think he has done that. You've got to market your product is basically what it boils down to. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Matthew, are are you approached a lot? from uh, various parts of the country for uh, representation? We are approached all the time. And what makes me happy is that because of our relationships around the country, we are able to help people like the Gringo, shows like the Gringo and Mm -hmm. folks like Colin move it to the next place and make sure that it does have a life. We already have, I've already gotten at least no less than 20 emails about when do I apply for next year. Mm -hmm. And we haven't even opened this year yet. Right. The uh, the past has produced, I'm sure, some, sure, some excellent uh, uh, presentations. Have any of them gone on and become really big outside of St. Louis once they performed here? Any performers or any particular uh, productions? I would say one of them that I can mention that I'm particularly proud of that came out of Fringe is uh, Elizabeth Townsend's piece about Patty Pruitt. Uh, so the life and times of Patty Pruitt um, really was a solo show that she created to talk about Patty's wrongful incarceration, and it had such a draw at the festival, and then beyond, it's now part of a touring series at the Missouri Arts Council, so it can be booked anywhere in the in the state, in order to uh, for people to come and see it and hear Patty's story. What about mixed media, as part of what you're doing this year? There's lots of mixed media. We have a visual artist this year who has, you know, our mascot is the flamingo, or we like to call him the Framingo. <laughs> and uh, the Framingo this year, all of the artwork is made by this artist, Mark Register, and he has made a piece of video art along with it, that, along with the print material that will play at the festival and around Grand Center on various walls and places. So you'll see some mixed media happening as well. How important is this event to Grand Center? I feel like this this event is important to Grand Center and St. Louis at large because, like these folks have said, you're getting a taste of the next wave of the genera- next generation of art, mm-hmm. and you're also getting an opportunity for people who you might just know as your neighbor or your coworker to suddenly see them in their art form and how they think creatively and express themselves that way. Mm-hmm. It's so, this festival is so important to our, fest- to our St. Louis area and our region. Madeline, it has to be very exciting for a performer to get involved in this kind of an environment. Um, Yes, I am actually not a performer this year. I'm the managing director of Whale of the People, um, but I have performed in the two previous fringes. Um, I do know that our acting ensemble, everyone involved, actually, the band, the actors, are all really excited for this project. Everyone is 100% in. We are always collaborating and throwing new ideas out, and we listen to everything. And it really just helps us create a better project. And I think that's part of what Fringe is about, is giving a voice to people who generally don't have one because they are not the artistic director of a company or they're not, you know, a well-known director or a well-known actor. Omega, you're buying into that. I can tell just by the way you're you're reacting. Yeah. Uh, I, I... I think she's hit it on a nail. It's just, it's so important and it's so, it's, it's so, we're thankful for the opportunity because again, we never get this chance to do things that people aren't, you know, a lot of people don't want to see something they're, they're unsure of. So if we, if, if we have the opportunity to, to showcase these, these stories in a way that people want, you know, are, are interested in, they're going to come see it. So that's why Fringe is just, I don't know. It's, it's hard to explain. It's just, it's, it's so, it's so necessary. That's all I can say. It's really necessary. So, Matthew, what's the most 
out there thing you're doing this year? <laughs> oh, golly. Um, I think probably the most out there thing we're doing this year, I'm like going through the list of them in my brain. I think that Pollock is actually probably the most out there. It's a soundscape. So that means he's v- using primal sounding with his voice over some lyrics that he's written yeah. with video of Jackson Pollock painting in the background. I mean, it's totally wild, but it's worth it. Well, it's all starting uh, just a few days from now, a, t- yes. a, a week from today, I guess. A week is, from uh, today is our big night uh, at uh, our big uh, opening night under the big top. All right, and uh, it'll be running for ten days at various venues, as you've indicated. Well, thank you so much for being with us, Matthew Kearns. Uh, good you. luck, break a leg, as they say uh, in, in show business. I think that's what they say. <laughs> yes, uh, Madeline right. Boyne and Omega Jones, thank you. Good luck to you guys. Thank, thank you so you. much. Have, have a great time. Archive versions of past St. Louis on the Air programs available for download or podcast at stlpublicradio.org slash stlonair. The program is a production of St. Louis Public Radio 90.7 KWMU. Thank you for listening. I'm Don Marsh.